And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Who put you in charge? And who the hell are you anyway? I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Casterberus. I'm 903 years old and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all six billion people on the planet below. You got a problem with that? No. In that case... Allons-y! Would you like a jelly baby? My Sarah Jane. Oh, look, rocks. Wibbly wobbly, tiny wimey. Watch it, space man. Oi, watch it, Earth girl. I will teach you the folly of your words, Doctor! Smith. Dr. John Smith. This is Duggan. He's a detective who's been kind enough to catch me. You always were an optimist, weren't you? Thank you for the compliment. Hello. Mate in six moves, master. And thank you for downloading the latest and long overdue episode number 24 of Who True Freaks, the Woo. only Doctor Who podcast that you will ever need to listen to. Woo. Well, it, it never came out on a regular basis and actually followed some sort of format. But nonetheless, we're back and we're ready to talk some more about our favorite Time Lord from the planet Califrey. And this time out, we're taking a look at the Night Series opener and the Night Series second season, or not second season, Night Series second <laughs> episode, The Magician's Apprentice, and what's that? The Witch's what? Because I didn't get to familiar. watch it. The Witch's Familiar. Okay. Peter Capaldi and Jenna Colvin are back, reprising the roles as the Doctor as the doctor and clara and this the time dark out, one? as the dark one as the dark one sure no as yes. the doctor sorry and this time out the doctor is facing down his deadliest foe the creator of the daleks davros plus we learn about the doctors that the doctor's compassion might have just gotten the entire universe wholly and rightly boned and joining me today sean ingle to discuss this episode or these two episodes are some of the best and most brilliant podcasters out on the internet first of all starting in my chat window we've got dave walker from flash legacies podcast the i guess somewhat defunct flash legacies hello sorry (laughs) hi all (laughs) good to have you back dave it's good to hear from you we've got a host of hopeful trades and now working for the what the wind girl site 
What the land girl? Hey, I'm Oklahoman. I can't speak. Uh, what the fan girl <laughs> website? You. My my bad. Hope Mullinax. Thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> and of course, no podcast that I do would be would be any good unless I had one of uh, the back to the bins whipping boys on the show, ladies and gentlemen, Doctor Bill Robinson. Oh, I'm, I'm a whipping boy now. Well, <laughs> uh, we we're, we're sharing our pain together. As, as oh, that's that's as, right. This is the Paul Spataro uh, Help Center group. Yeah, this or, is this is the Paul Spataro. Uh, I guess, yeah, Help Center uh, that works. Yeah, <laughs> grievance line. I guess grievance line. <laughs> uh, Paul hey, doesn't listen to this anyway. Yeah, that's right. You listen. Now, uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about the the first two episodes of the ninth season of Doctor Who, or at least the ninth season, the new series of Doctor Who. But uh, before we go on, did we want to address the sort of uh, kind of information about what's going to be going on with some of the characters on the show and where they're going to be going and who's going to be leaving? Sure. Jenna Coleman's leaving for a Queen Victoria show. Yay! Yay! See, uh, oh, you, you know, like Queen Victoria that much? <laughs> <laughs> I find it oh, interesting, right. though, because she's dating Prince Harry right now, and the family doesn't like her. There was actually articles that were like, the royal family doesn't like Prince Harry's new girlfriend. And I was like, oh, snap. That's my life. See, <laughs> see I, don't, I, I don't mind Jenna Louise Coleman. I thought, you know, ever since the beginning, she was... Um, yeah, I, I think Shag has mentioned this. She is one of the most stunningly beautiful companions we've had on the show. But, yeah, sometimes her character just... Is a Mary Sue? Well, uh, yeah. But I, I think I think there are times and is a terrible human works. being, and is a shouldn't be around children. You need you need to have a <laughs> Snickers bar, Hope. Okay, no, she is. Gonna... What teacher thinks it's a good idea to take a child to the fucking moon? She is a terrible human being. She even tells Danny Pink, "I'm terrible. I don't deserve you." But let's stay together. Like she's awful. She also takes three children to another woman. planet. What? She also took two children to an entire planet filled with Cybermen. I know! What a terrible person! She's the worst! God! Sorry, go on, Sean. But, but what does the Doctor well, do they... on, a, on a regular basis? The Doctor involves, you know, his companions in horrible things. Oh, let's go check out, uh, you know, let's go... But she had a choice a whether or not to take the children with her. Oh. <laughs> Didn't and the Doctor invite the child? She had a choice not to lie! Well, I thought the Doctor invited the girl. Ugh, I don't care. She should have said yeah, no, but... then. It's her responsibility. She's a terrible human. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on, Chuck. But she's well, only human. That's her fault. Mm. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> there are good humans, too. You're, you're bitter this morning, Hope. I'm so... Hey, Hope's not only had one cup of coffee. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> see, I, Stop apologizing, Sean. I will, be, I will be interested to see who they get. You know, in my mind, I think the greatest thing that they could do for a new companion would be to get Craig Ferguson on as the new <laughs> companion. <laughs> Simply because, uh, and this will kind of tie into the episode, uh, weren't Craig Ferguson and Peter Capaldi in some sort of punk band from like the late seventies, early eighties? I think so. Mm. Yeah, they they were. The, that was actually, uh, from what I gathered, that was actually Capaldi playing the guitar at the time. He is uh, oh. a, a, a I wouldn't say a great guitarist, but he played. I'll, I'll see if I can look it up while you guys chat. But well, I know I... Capaldi was in a punk rock band with. Craig Ferguson, and I'll see if I can put that in the movie. Hey. 
like that they said that uh, General Coleman's leaving. And I, I know I'm bitter about Clara. Clara's probably my least favorite companion that they've ever created. But I, I do like her as an actress. I think she's a fantastic human being. Uh, characters are different from actors, so don't give me hate mail. Um, I, I find it interesting that they said that she's leaving during the season and not a, in a finale. But I, And I like that they did that because they haven't announced when or what episodes that she left, that she's leaving from. So it's going to be a total surprise. I am getting Clara to kind of claw it out mm-hmm. and just, just like, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. Can go, go. Let's, I, wish, let's... I wish they kept her as Oswin. <laughs> mm. She was sort of Dalek, though, but. Yeah, the sort of the sort of British character from you know the eighteen hundreds that kind of had a, a, a an alliance to the what the Paternostra gang is that mm-hmm. am I pro- mm-hmm. pronouncing that correctly? I'm from Oklahoma, I can't pronounce things correctly. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's the the link there about Peter Capaldi. Yes, the name mm-hmm. of the band was the Dream Boys, and no, you can see <laughs> me in the you know I guess in the front there's Capaldi, and then in the background you can see. That's Craig Ferguson as a kid. We should put this in our show notes because this is wonderful and needs to be shared. Yeah. It's it's pretty amusing. I listened to some... Why do they have an image of the Metalunans from... Oh, what is it? That Mystery Science Theater movie. This Isle on Earth. It's this Isle on Earth. And you call yourself a Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan? Here, I don't get it. Okay, well... <laughs> That's fun. But yeah, uh, do we want to go ahead and move into discussion of the uh, first show and then you know, I'll bow out and we can talk about the second show? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was really impressed with the first show. I thought uh, Peter Capaldi was great. He was playing off his quirkiness. Now, did anyone watch the uh, little shorts that preceded it, the sort of 10-minute short that showed the Doctor running around with uh, uh, bearded Podrick from... Game of Thrones or whatever. I don't know. Oh, I didn't even know they made them. No, I the, saw one where he was on Karn. That was it. Yeah, there was there was one little short one where he was on Karn uh, addressing the, the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And then there was another, like, ten-minute one that I think they ran prior to airing the initial episode, which showed him and the bearded guy that we, spoilers, actually found out to be one of those uh, Daleks with the human Daleks with the eye stalks sticking out in the middle of their head. Which I'm about oh, yeah. freaking <laughs> tired of. I'm sorry. That'll be my nitpick about the show. But um, I thought it was really good. It it hooked me from the beginning. The idea of the Doctor in his altruism and compassion deciding to come to the planet where Davros originated and rescuing him from these incredibly creepy, you know, almost, oh, what is it, Guillermo del Toro sort of hands. Yeah, the first thing I thought was Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind as well. And I was, I just thought. Uh, what those were, what did they call them? Hand mines. Hand mines, yeah. That was genius. And it, it, it was all the more creepy. You know, they're, you know, you see the hands, and then you see them turn around, and they've got eyes in them, and they grab hold of this one guy and pull him into the earth. So that was a great setup. And then, you know, the doctor's speech about, you know, there's a one in 1,000 chance that you're going to live. Focus on the one. I thought, you know, yeah. you know, he's not going to, you know, I thought, you know, Moffat was, could I say you know anymore? Moffat was knocking it out of the park from the beginning, and it gave a great 
Are you still concept. talking about the ten-minute shorts? No, I'm. Uh, I'm no, talking no. about the opening. Oh, because I, I thought you were explaining the shorts. I'm like, but that happened in the episode. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, well, if you want, I can explain the short. It really doesn't play much into it. It kind of just establishes the character of the doctor and the bearded guy that he was supposed to axe fight in the show and their relationship. <laughs> it was basically the three weeks of what he did partying? prior to of his partying and showed him sort of running around and trying to dig a well and them digging in a various different places. It was, it was amusing in a sort of Stephen Moffat type way, but I don't think it was necessary for you to have seen to make the episode any better. Okay. Um, uh, one thing about the hand mines, has anyone seen The Trial of the Time Lord? No, no I haven't. Uh, it's been a long time, and I had a fever. A <laughs> <laughs> no, it just happened. Uh, my dad and I watched The Doctor, um, the old ones. We've been working our way steadily through them. We just finished that up this week. In the last couple of episodes of it, hand, when they're in this Matrix thing, which is a computer of some kind, can't remember exactly what was going um, but basically hands come up out of the ground with like, eyes and start pulling the doctor underground hmm. gradually Ooh. and that's the that's the kind of end of that episode so I'm just wondering did they just recycle that and make make it more of a kind of scary thing because they were pulling them in rather slowly it wouldn't that, su- it's just like yoink you're gone it wouldn't surprise me because it seems that Moffat likes to pepper episodes with little sort of obscure things from the original series, you know, him coming back and having the clip of Tom Baker and the audio clip of Sylvester McCoy talking about the Daleks and Remembrance of the Daleks was was a really nice yeah. bit that I liked in there as mm-hmm. well. I think you get uh, uh, Colin Baker, David Tennant and uh, Peter Davidson all mm-hmm. scattered through that as well. Yep. But I can't, remember, I can't remember what they said. I was too focused on the unlimited rice pudding. <laughs> 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 that was uh, that was always nice. I was like, you know, oh great, that was a that's a wonderful line, as cheesy as it is. I love that. But I think I, I think that's also a great moment for the Sylvester McCoy Doctor. I think that's uh, that shows that he's not just sort of a, a goofball character. Do you want to? Do you want to? I might. Yeah, I'll stop talking right now. Do you want to go ahead on Dave and give us your opinion of it? We'll just rotate around. Well, did, did you did you want to do the synopsis before we? Or no, I I didn't have a synopsis poll. Oh, okay. Much. To be honest, that that will work well for... Here's the synopsis. Things happened. And then Davros was there. And then Missy showed up, and Clara showed up, and they worked together, and then Unit was there for no reason. And then there was no planes, and planes were all stopped for no reason because Missy was making a show. And then they go to Scarrow. The end. I made that up off the top of my head off four hours. Close enough. Yeah! (laughs) Are you clapping? No, I was... Opening a cap on my soda. I thought you were slow. He was clapping. I thought you were slow clapping for me. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Dad. No, um, to be honest, I find myself laughing through the first episode quite a bit as well. I've laughed through the second one as well. Just some of the bits. It, it, he seems to be having a lot more fun. I don't know why. Even though through the whole of this, it's focusing on how depressed he's basically seeming because he did something wrong and he doesn't know what he's doing with it um, trying to organize thoughts uh, it's uh, because of how he abandoned Davros at the start of the episode he starts running away uh, which is what he's always done and it just leads to the rest of this ah. so uh, I, I'm it's, going to assume uh, whether or not 
the Doctor actually rescued Davros or not will play out in the second episode. I mean, you can spoil that if that happens. It's, it's it a big plays part. out. Okay, yeah. it does plays play out. out. Okay. At some point. Uh, so but, uh, I, I would have to, not, without spoiling anything for you, Sean, like Davros and the Doctor make the second episode. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. And I, I, I like Davros. I'd like the... I like that they haven't gone to Davros that often in the new series. They've gone to the Daleks almost every time, and they've but done they have well with to. Them. Well, yeah, that's contractual. Mm-hmm. But you know, they they don't have to go to Davros every time, and I like that they've kind of kept him off the plate since what, like the season ender for the one, uh, the la- the sort of the season ender with Tenet. I don't think he's been back since then, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, I mean, then, because that was my biggest question of the entire episode is, like, um, it's nice seeing Davros again, but I wish they kind of, like, explained how he survived season four. That's <laughs> science. He, yeah, he just but survives. to me, like, that was, like, Donna's big, like, well, yeah, climax yeah. of a moment. And that, the whole time I kept just thinking, like, just even on just, like, a little throwaway line or something, like, I... And that was the only thing that, that just kept bugging me through all the, ep- the by, through both episodes was how did he survive Donna? How does the master survive? The master has been killed more yeah. times than we've ever. Uh, so it's just it's sure just Davros gets killed every five minutes himself. Yeah, that's true. So it's just plot convenience. We'll go with I, that. I do like the new master. I find her kind of evil and sexy at the same time. I didn't like her until last night's episode. That was the first time I actually saw her as the master. Before she was just like this Shh, like... Spoilers! Spoilers! Sean hasn't seen last night's episode. They blew up at the end of the episode. They're obviously like... dead. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. And she did oh have a pony stick, too. <laughs> I love that line. Get your own stick. <laughs> She's... See, I'm completely lost, so I won't be able to understand that until I watch the episode anyway. But that's cool. Um, do you want to go ahead and give your opinions, Hope? Actually, um, give me one second. I, I just I don't remember much of the first episode. I'm looking for Wikipedia, so okay. I'll be there. All right, Bill, you want to go ahead then? Yeah, I, I loved the first episode. It, I, I was, man, uh, yes, there was some filler with the with the with the jets flying overhead and being stopped. But you know, you you know they. They, they had to do something. At least it wasn't, it didn't feel, it was a very quick episode and it didn't feel as, as laboring and just long as last season's opener. This one felt much quicker, much smoother. Got, I mean, even with the filler in the start, it felt much, much better. It, it just flew right, right along. Um, I liked seeing Missy again, although I wonder, is she ever going to get some type of comeuppance? Is she just going to keep killing people? And I got a little side theory. Is she actually killing people because of some other news reports that the other geek girl that she killed last Osgood. season? Osgood. That Osgood is going to be returning? Yay! Yes. So is all... And we've seen how she's... That Missy's been disintegrated before, apparently, and then comes back. Is she actually killing all these people she's supposedly killing, or is she maybe storing them somewhere? Well, and we're see them. Like, will that be her redemption? That little, she, that, little the, that little device that she seemed to be using to zap the people seemed to be the... Wasn't it the same device that she was using to sort of make them travel through time, or was that a different thing? Maybe I'm misremembering that. I'm not sure, but there also seems... I don't know if there's a color involved with it. Like, maybe when she kills somebody, it's one color. I, I, I don't know. 
I, I don't know. Because, what was it, at the end of this one, and when she, well, when the doctor shot her uh, last season, when she disappeared, it was like in a, like a blue puff. But when she's been taking out other people, it's been like a red puff. So I don't know if they're actually dying. I, I, I don't know what's going on. It's, but I'm wondering if that's what the plan is. So it was good to see her. I like the whole thing with Davros. But at the end of the first episode, in my mind, another big theory I've had. I had this theory all week, and I've been th- thinking about it, was that maybe this season was going to play out as an alternate reality to where the Doctor actually killed Davros at the end of that episode and we would see the doctors like like a quantum leap type thing like what would be the consequences that if he had killed davros much like that tom baker faced in genesis of the daleks where he's like well if i do this then certain races won't come into you know they they won't form alliances this won't happen this won't happen i thought maybe we would see like a flip side alternate universe and and that the doctor would have to fix what he put wrong and go back and actually do whatever he was supposed to do. But that didn't happen. Something else happened, but I won't say what. Okay. You can keep but, that until until you're ready to discuss the second episode. Yeah. So that's that's my thoughts. My general thoughts on it. Okay. Hope you back. I am. I'm good now. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's just like I don't remember the middle part of the episode at all. Um, the bit where he had his axe battle with his actual axe. <laughs> I was more like I blocked out the Missy Clara like conversation ah. and stuff like that. I, I didn't remember that part. Um, I do, because re- all I remember from that was the really hot guy driving Clara's car wasn't killed, and I was rooting for him <laughs> to stay alive, because <laughs> he was really handsome. When he got out of his car, I was like, Doctor, who the hell are you, sweet ass? <laughs> like, I, I, that's all I was hoping for. In that uh, see, this is why I love having you on Hope, is because you bring the the uh, the antithesis of misogyny on the show. You are basically yes. the anti the female Shag, so I appreciate Yay. that. Yay! <laughs> it was Shag's birthday a few week, days ago. Happy yeah. birthday, Shag. Belated, you asshole jerk face. Damn it. <laughs> hey, yeah. maybe he'll be the next assistant. The guy from the car, not Shag. Although, I think Shag would appreciate being the next assistant anyway. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, fuck you, Shag. There you go. <laughs> happy birthday and fuck you, Shag. Belated. Yes, happy birthday, Shag. Yeah, this this episode's dedicated to you, so... <laughs> Should have been here, you dumb fuck. Well, he had... He's he's busy, you know, brokering deals and traveling across the, the country. Shag? Yes. <laughs> no, 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 Shag, we really do love you, so... Yes, we do. Yeah. No, um, I actually thought, you know, uh, this... This was a much better opening than Deep Breath. Um, I do disagree a little bit. I thought it dragged drug in the first half, but the first half, as you guys know, I hate Clara, was very Clara heavy. <laughs> and so, like, I just, I, I was just constantly mad at her <laughs> the entire first time. I mean, how else to terrify your students by stopping her class and being completely unprofessional? And I'm like, you know, does she work for unit or she works for a teacher? One or the other, man. You don't freak out your students, you unprofessional little shit. Um, I'm sorry, I can't stand her. Um, and then Missy came back and I wasn't really that excited. But, like, overall, like, in the second half, once the doctor came in, it picked up so much more. And I thought it was nice having the reveal of Clara and it all going off gravity, you know. Like, they figured out that the gravity was off and this was an actual planet. And I just, you know, if, if they can hide, um, uh, uh, Scaro and bring it back and stuff like that, I wonder, m- my big theory is we're going to be seeing Gallifrey come back. 
um, we know it's back already, but it's hidden, and the Doctor nowhere doesn't know where it is. So I think this is like the precursor to Gallifrey also coming back this season. That actually That's- makes sense, and I- I'm wondering that we've seen these sort of snippets in previews of whatever of the uh, girl Ma- is it Maisie Williams who plays Arya Stark so- on Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've yeah. seen her as as what do you promoted- think she's going to be Susan? Uh, no, they flat out d- denied it's someone we've never seen before in Doctor Who. Oh. Okay, that's fine. Cause well, I, I know, because I, I was wanting it to be season two. See, I was I was thinking more Romana. I was thinking more of a, a female Time Lord. But, you know, mm. regardless, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that And I think that's an interesting theory that the, the sort oh. of obfuscation of... What if, Go ahead, what Bill. If, what if Missy uh, regenerates into... Macy Williams. Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Just because they have a similar name. Oh, yeah. Oh, I-, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the only reason that she'd regenerated. But, you know, it'd be interesting, you know, to have that sort of Game of Thrones crossover type thing. You know, we could have, mm. you know, Jon Snow come on the show and be all hunky, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Um, do you have anything else to, to say, Hope? Oh, yeah, and um, just as, like, a New Who person, you know, uh, since because they haven't shown Davros that much in New Who and stuff like that, um, I don't have the history with Davros that, like, you guys do and stuff like that. Yeah. So pretty much I only have season four. So I actually, I really liked him better in this episode and the next one. Like, and uh, between these episodes, I can, like, see... They, they played him and Capaldi well to show, like, the history and their relationship and how it's... It, how how the Doctor and the Daleks both rely and hate each other, and I, I thought this was a very good, deep introduction, like I guess a reintroduction of Davros for someone who's a new Who fan like me. Mm. Yeah, because well, in uh, in season four he just kind of wheeled around and yelled at Donna a lot. Yeah. Well, in back in Genesis of the Daleks with Tom Baker, there's a scene that kind of reflects what we see somewhat in this episode and in the second episode to where Tom Baker, after he's captured, um, he's brought before Davros and they basically go through and pick his brain uh, of all the information and all the battles about the Daleks and everything. And then he and Davros have this long conversation about, you know, power and, and, and if, if you had, if you had a vial and in it, you, it, there was a disease in it that would kill all all blah 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 and and it just go he he does this with davros to show how completely insane davros is and and it kind of reflects what we see in this episode it it was a nice callback if you've seen it before if not it it's fine too but for all older fans it's nice to see this interplay between them again that you had seen in the past as well I particularly like the uh, initial meeting between the Capaldi Doctor and Davros, where again Davros is commenting on the face of the Doctor, the new sort of older look of the Doctor and how he's supposedly chosen that. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's specific to the new iteration of the Doctor Who of Doctor Who that he actually gets to choose, you know, who he's going to regenerate into, but I, I didn't mind it. I thought that was kind of an interesting line there. Well, I, I mean, know that Romana got to right, kind of pick right. who she looked like. That's and true. Missy got to, and Missy chose too. I mean, she got to choose. So maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe that's just one of those things. I don't know if it was specifically stated because that happened after the key to time episodes. In, yep. uh, in like maybe season. it's like a thing like now like post time warp because you know Eccleston didn't even know he had ears when he regenerated and. 
So I don't, I, and he's been trying to be ginger for the last three generations and hasn't succeeded. So I mean, I I see it more like they can they can choose what they want to regenerate into when it is like a natural regeneration, like say natural cause death, not traumatic death, like most of um, the doctors incarnations or all of them have been mm. is the way I, th- I, I i see that i think they can pretty much choose all the time but the doctor just prefers having everything on random because it's more fun that way that mm-hmm. makes sense well and that that harkens back to his idea of how he travels around letting the tardis essentially pick and choose where he's supposed to go and hoping that you know he'll fi- be able to fix something when he gets there so but that's the thing about regeneration. You never know what you're going to get. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Forrest Gump. <laughs> hey, that's a quote from Doctor Who. Older one. Some uh, at least paraphrased. <laughs> well, keep in mind I came from a new Whovian, so I didn't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, no, we know this. Sorry. No problem. I really enjoyed... The, the TARDIS the, is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple infin- of nuts inside? <laughs> <laughs> An infinite box of chocolates. All the chocolates oh, ever. I want God. chocolate now. I would love an infinite box of chocolates. I would be sitting here at this computer, not even moving for the rest of my life. Um, I like the uh, middle part of the episode where it was essentially the doctor being goofy and dragging in a tank. I don't know, <laughs> since I haven't seen the second episode, I don't know if references to the tank has any bearing on the second episode. Uh, I thought it was kind of... It was neat to see Capaldi not have to play Glum, and that when he played Glum, it was for a reason. The whole idea that Clara says that he's feeling shame for what he did. But overall, it was nice to see Capaldi actually break out and kind of enjoy himself in this first episode. Does does the tank fall into anything in the second episode, or is that just thrown away? Well, do you think the tank was... A, was um... It was obviously an analog to what the Daleks were. There was right, right. That's that's what I was saying. That it was like maybe the Doctor knew that the guy was a Dalek, mm. and that's why. He brought, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it was cool that he wrote it on. You, on you a tank. can build a metaphor between something that happens to Clara in the second episode mm. and the tank. Okay. Also, how the no. Doctor describes um, what Davros mm. did. He put his entire race of people inside a tank. Mm-hmm. That's how he describes it on the way to the hospital station, mm-hmm. and and how how terrified he must be to encase all of his people inside yeah. of a tank. So mm-hmm. it, it, no, I think that that was why he was ashamed. Basically, that's where I think that was coming from because he left him. He basically created the fear that drove Davros to create the Daleks at that point, or in some ways, at least partially. I actually would have liked to see um, both episodes be about that relationship and seeing the fine line the Doctor would have with this like little kid who he knows is Davros and how to step lightly and tread lightly, like being in this child's life more. Um, I would have really enjoyed it if it went in that direction. <laughs> People, can you tell me I'm your best friend? <laughs> see him running on the beach, holding up little Davros. <laughs> oh, dear God. Something that I mean, I... tells me I'm into something. <laughs> it's the courtship of Davros's stepfather. <laughs> You're not but getting any of be, this. Like, really interesting like, to see like more because all I kept thinking is all those people that were running around in, in this like minefield. They are all future Daleks, and I, I just found that a very intriguing idea. And seeing how Davros slowly, pretty shut up. I wanted to see it. Hmm. 
Okay, well, are, do we have any more? Do you guys want to go ahead and discuss the second episode, or do you have any more to talk about on the, what, the first what one? What do people think of Colony Sarf? I don't know. It was okay. As an idea? It's, I, I thought it was cool because it was something different that we've not really seen before. I actually kind of like. I thought the makeup effects on on the character, mm. especially yes. the face, was amazing. And I'm yes. sorry, it wasn't. It was practical. It was pra- it was yeah. something wrapped around his face that made it look like it was divided. And when he uncoiled himself, and it was actually a giant snake coiled around to show his face, I was like, that is clever as all get out. Because I thought for the longest time it's just some really tall dude on roller skates and I thought Xanadu was happening. So. Oh no, he's, he's yeah. on a Segway. He's on a Segway, obviously. Oh, that, okay. was the, that was the way. If, if he was actually just walking ominously, then I probably would have taken him far more seriously. See, I, I he's, love... he's obviously slithering. Yeah. He wasn't on a Segway, he was on a Snakeway. Ah. <laughs> With that, I, just the Dragon Ball Z stuff. Wait, oh. <laughs> yeah. See, no, I, I thought he was cool. I mean, like, that was some like Voldemort shit going down right there when he turned into the snake. I yeah, hate. That's snakes. why he was slithering. I really hate snakes. <laughs> so I every scene was well. Once I figured out he was a snake, I'm like, <laughs> see, and I, I went and rewatched. You were sick of the snakes on the. No. <laughs> I went and rewatched the uh, first episode before I, you know, yesterday when I before we were going to record this, and uh, when I first watched it, I had no idea because the scene in the bar where there's the ood and the various the sort of cantina scene where he I goes in that one. And, and he <laughs> reveals himself. <laughs> you can actually see in the shadow that it is you know when he reveals himself and everyone's freaked out. You can see sort of the shadow that it is of a snake. So once you know what it is, it's it's there. At it, first, I thought the shadow was attacking people, but I, I, you know, I thought it was a great design. I, they put in some really creepy new elements to the Doctor Who lore with the hand mines and this, um, yeah. this mm-hmm. creepy state guy. It was nice again to see the Sisterhood of Karn come back. We haven't seen them since the uh, sort of little short that we had, the Night of the Doctor before the fiftieth anniversary, yeah. which sort of legitimized all of the stuff of the Eighth Doctor, so that was nice to see them come back. You know, uh, I, I, they didn't really call back to anything of Brain of Morbius, but it's nice to know that they're still around and uh, guarding their elixir of life, or whatever you call it. Um, my big question for you guys is, how do you guys feel about Unit in this episode? I mean, I just, I'm not quite sure what to make of them, and I'm happy that we have, like, the Brigadier's da- daughter and stuff like that, but I just don't really... A lot of it's just because I don't know what Clara's position in Unit is. I feel like it was all just kind of a, a plot device. I mean, to be, they, to be very yeah, honest. They've got a computer program that can plot where the Doctor is anywhere in time and space on the Earth be just just because it was a they needed a what? plot point. They, they can I mean, do that with past events, at least. They obviously can't do it for current stuff because they're examining kind of the focal oh, yeah, points in yeah. history. But it's, it seems kind of weird to suddenly have this. Why would they need it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the unit was kind of because they a unit obviously can't go there. Yeah. So <laughs> um I, I yeah, I was like, what? They're just kind of mining data points of of where the doctor might have been and trying to determine yeah. these It the unit I think it's nice to see the character of Kate Stewart back in there, but I think it was kind of woefully underused because I think most of us will to some extent agree that the whole Missy stopping all the planes from flying really was just kind of a 
a weak way to try and get an attention or try and get Clara to pay attention to what she was doing and the fact that she was back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I wasn't all that interested. I'm certain they will play a bigger part in the series later, but right here it was just, like you said at the beginning of the show, that was kind of filler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, it would have been Missy. better with Osgood. Yes. Yes, it would. But, you know, hopefully she'll be, like you said, hopefully she'll be coming back later in the season. So that'd be nice. Hopefully she'll be coming back permanently and traveling in the TARDIS. No, um, Mm. that would be interesting. She does have a sister. And she does have the scarf. So maybe it's a twin sister. Mm. So, okay. Mm. So do we... (laughs) All right. So since we've kind of discussed everything, do we have anything else we want to talk about about the first episode? Do we want to go ahead and go into the second one? Um, one last thought. Uh, it was nice to see on Scarrow the different levels of technology intermixed that they've been fighting for so long. You know, they had basically they had biplanes with lasers, and then then you had the hand mines and what else? Wasn't there? Did somebody bow have a arrow? bow? Arrow? Yeah, it was a bow yeah. and arrow. I mean, it was such levels, different levels of tech that are all hodgepodge and cobbled together. I like- At first, I thought it was going to be some sort of weird kind of time anomaly thing going on, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what the episode was going to be about. And then when he revealed his name, I went, oh, it's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, uh, you know, this is just nitpicking me. I like that the fact that the soldier who was going to fire the arrow at the biplane fired it in the way that I think is correct. He had the uh, arrow knocked on the side of where his string hand or his uh, hand for pulling back the string was, because that always bugs me. And, like, you see all these you see all these shows like The Hunger Games and Arrow and whatever, and Lord of the Rings, and people are knocking the bow on a side that really shouldn't work, and uh, that's just me being nitpicky, but I enjoyed that. No one cares, do they? Um, <laughs> hey, it's good that some, that they paid attention to that kind of thing. You know? So, do you guys want to go ahead and discuss what went on in the second episode? And you can just IM me whenever things are back and whenever you guys are finished up and want to wrap up. Sure. Okay, do. I trust you guys. You can handle the show by yourselves. <laughs> He's letting the, the inmates out of the asylum. Go. <laughs> All right. Three, two, in the room. one, go. Bye, Sean. Bye. Bye. Ah, we have no adult supervision. Ah. <laughs> Freak party. <laughs> Should, okay. Should All we right. just we try talk- to make we- up a synopsis? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, let's see. When we last left Clara and Missy, they were dead, but now they're alive. And, Missy's and they give the explanation. A stick. Yep. And then Davros and the Doctor had a really good heart-to-heart, but revealed that it was a trick. Ha-ha! <laughs> well, well, yeah. Ah, but ah, but the Doctor got one of the only chairs on Scarrow. Yeah, because like for me, I thought while while the opening was good, the second episode made it. Like I, that was probably the best episode so far in Capaldi's run to me. And all of it so far, like I actually had feelings for Dav- Davros, Davros, and I never yes. thought I would actually have feelings for him. Like I actually, because they have such a long history. Like to me, like that was almost like the Doctor and the Master talking. Like they have such a long history. They're such good friends and stuff like that. And so they have. I, I could see them being frenemies, you know, friends and enemies, frenemies, and mm-hmm. and that that to me was Capaldi's best acting was that scene, the two of them, everything else was was good, um, but I, I love damn good actor. Yeah, it's I, I, I who is it playing him? Uh, I, I don't know if it's the same guy from the Tenant run. I, I know it's, it's not the guy that played him 
originally back in no. back Genesis. Oh. That guy was whoa, that guy was great. Yeah, they they played off each other fantastically. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I honestly almost I almost believed Davros. Yes. You know, like, oh wow. I wow. I did. Like I I, I was fully into it until the the big reveal, and I was just like, oh my! And I remember I just had this huge smile on my face when it was revealed that he was stealing the energy, like the regeneration energy. I was just smiling because that was such an evil thing. Well, you did catch the one scene earlier, earlier, way early yeah. in a- a episode where the snake guy was one of the cables, or he was yeah, yeah. The cables. So I still had that in the back of my head, and then when he started to go in there, I'm like, no, he's, there's going to be a turn, something's going to happen, and sure enough, bam, as soon as he stepped in there, then they started to leech his life force, you know. uh, But Davros told him what he was going to do. Davros literally told him compassion is how he's going to take him down. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what exactly he said. Compassion then... Uh, that's how you, that's how you're gonna end. And he said, "I wouldn't have it any other way." And compassion it is. That's that's what he was saying. He he told him his plan. He told him to look at the cables. Like, yeah, several yeah. times. He explained he's, he's everything. Explaining to him. his entire plan. But of course, and this is I don't see. But luckily, the doctor's not left-handed either. <laughs> but see, this is where I. I don't know if I want to, you know, and don't t- take this the wrong way. No, no. Be- because I know you you guys loved it. I don't want to... I mean, yes, the Doctor always wins, but it just... Okay, how many times can he always outsmart everybody? He can't know everything. And I would have rather seen... I mean, yes, Missy does come in and save him, because how was he... Because, you know, she blasts the... Uh, yeah, he hadn't planned for that. Yeah, I mean, like, he... But, but then he goes into this whole... Now, was he just bullshitting, saying, Oh, I knew you were going to do that. Because he can't always know everything. I mean, come yeah. on. It, it's, 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 it's getting, and that, that was the only slight disappointment I had is that he got out of it again. He had some masterful plan. Why? I, well, I've, it's just like that, uh, uh, the little short they did a few years ago for the comedy thing with, uh, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. And, you know, I'm gonna go back before you bribed. <laughs> The architect, and I'm going to put a trap door here. Well, I went back before you went back. It's like, okay, it's Bill and Teddy. Y- yeah, that's that's what it seems like, and that that was where I I was a little disappointed in that. Like I said from the first episode, I kind of wanted to see the doctor fail, and then maybe the whole season is spent him trying to fix what he screwed up. Mm. But but it still had a good ending. Yeah. See the way the way I took it, I think I posted on Facebook about it. Was I thought he was going to do something to go back in time to save his friends? Um, that that was what he was going to do, and I thought he was introduce compassion to Davros. I was right on that, but I thought it was going to kind of that was how um, Clara was going to survive. That that he was going to literally change Davros and change all of the Daleks from the start, and that's how things were going to change. Yeah. But instead, he just introduced something small. I kind of liked that. I've I've got a little nitpick about Clara being in the Dalek. I absolutely loved that because the only time I've ever liked Clara is when is Asylum of the Daleks when yeah. she was Oswin, and so I thought I wish I wish there was a callback where it, because one of my biggest like gripes with Doctor Who is that while you know he changes his face, he's still the same person. And my big gripe about Matt Smith was. David Tennant was so pop culture-y. He knew everything pop culture. And then you get to Matt Smith, 
and he's he doesn't know anything about pop culture. I'm like, did you forget everything? And so like I was hoping they would have a callback that the way the reason why the doctor knew it was Clara in there was because he remembered Oswin. I thought they were voting that and I was so excited and then kind of let down. <laughs> okay, the doctor f- or finally believes that it's actually Clara in there because the Daleks is mercy. Yeah. And he says, you shouldn't be able to say that. But if the Dalek biological unit is no longer in there and Clara is basically now the brain moving the casing, is there some type of hardwired stuff in the casing? Yeah, they, they established I mean, that earlier. They oh. established that, you know, with say, I love you. It says exterminate. Yeah. Say this, but, exterminate. Well, everything is translated through that. Everything you say is That's automatically right. put out. Which is probably why they're always so angry. They're trying to say one thing, and <laughs> what's coming out is another thing. I saw a post on Tumblr, and it was like, you know, Davros, like, no, all the Daleks are just going to planets to make friends. It's so hard for them to order, like, a latte, because they go in, and they're like, hey, friends, we want lattes, and they shoot up a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this a latte. Is my, this is not my order. This is not <laughs> my order. pumpkin blam, blam, latte blam. is not that free. <laughs> I come on, their figure is always kind of pepper pot shaped anyway. They they can <laughs> yeah. be slimmed down. Okay, no. so so and we saw the, the special weapons Dalek snuck in a scene. Did you see him? Was it? Yeah. Oh, I missed him. It was like like in one of the shots where they're running through through the hallways, there was a special weapons Dalek went went, went by with the big honking cannon in the front of him. Oh cool. I, I, I try to keep an eye out for him. I noticed the blue ones, which I think were from the older episodes as well. Oh, that that was the other thing. Um, Clara being inside the um, Dalek, that that kind of calls back to the first time they ran into the Daleks. Um, um, or the Doctor Who and the Daleks movie even as well, because uh, they did that in both. They That's how they escaped from the cell. Oh, yeah. okay. Do you remember yeah. that? Okay. I hope you... Have you seen either of those? I assume not. <laughs> yeah. I really need like like I I really want to go back and watch old Who. It's just between uh like jobs and what the fangirl like I I have shows that I'm assigned to review and stuff, so I just don't have time. It's hard to find the time to catch up on something that's been going for like fifty years. years. You know. What I really want to do is like just like go through and just pick really good key episodes. Like I I meant to go back and rewatch um the Tom Baker episode callback, but I just didn't have time this week. That's fine. Mm. But, so, so Dalek sewers, ew. Yeah, um, I love that they literally beat the shit out of them. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was so good. Yeah, that was great. I was like, this is disgusting and brilliant. Um, I do. I, I I really enjoyed though that the fact that there aren't sewers, but they're, they're more like catacombs, and Missy like yeah. smacking him in the wall and it's screaming. Oh, that was so creepy. Essentially, it turns out to be catacombs. I mean, that was their name for the graveyard. Yeah. Mm. That that was fairly cool. Um, what it did was... you think about what they revealed whilst they were down there, though? Um, where um, the dark star, the dark star alloy that she pokes the Dalek plating with came from? Uh, uh, that she had a daughter. Yeah, that could possibly be played by Maisie. I didn't want to mention it earlier. <gasps> oh. when yeah, John was on. that was what I thought too. Didn't catch that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did hear the daughter thing, but I didn't think of it being Maisie. But then, how would she know who the doctor is? But I guess she could. Well, she did something clever the, at the end. She maybe the doctor's her father. Oh, mind blown. I have I have an interesting oh, no, theory oh, no. that is completely a theory that I have absolutely nothing to back it up. But did Susan ever meet um, the master at any point? Is I the master know. her grandfather? 
Is it possible that the daughter ended up marrying the doctor's kid that may or may not exist, and that's where the where Susan came from in the end? Someone, uh, someone, someone, message Sean. Be like, we just need you to answer if Susan and the master. Ever no, met. no, we'll we'll keep him out of it just in case. It's, uh, like I said, c- complete thing. I don't think the only time I think they could have ran into each other is the five doctors, and I don't think he was conscious for any of that for her to interact with him. So mm. I think we're okay. But um, we'd need Shag here to kind of confirm anything because he's uh, he's listened to more of the big finish stuff. She may have run into him there. So. Mm. What did you guys think of Missy this episode? Oh, she was a lot of fun. I was yeah, fun. this was the first time I saw her actually as the master. Like she's cause... always so play. She's been she's so playfully evil. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but it's, um, I watched an interview with her um, on Blaster on the Sci-Fi website, and she's just, I don't know. I just find her engaging. She's full of, like outside of her role. She's she seems pretty pretty peppy, pretty funny. Yeah, like, to me, like, um, at the end of last season, it was almost like, mustache-twirling villain, ha-ha. But this time, like, her wheeling and dealing Clara and, like, tricking yeah. her and stuff, that felt like the master to me. And, like, trying to get the doctor to kill Clara, like, that was my master. I was like, there you are. Hello. I, I welcome you back in my life now. And trying to make the deal with the Daleks at the end. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that is. Um, how oh. she'll escape. On my my other grand theory I had for the end of last episode, one of the plot points I had in my head that they could go through, which now is not going to happen anyway, but before I forget it, was that, okay, if the Daleks never come about, then the Time War never happens. Then Rassilon never then... Becomes a proper bastard. Well, yeah, and he never looks back into whatever... Oh, what is, oh god! He, he doesn't send the he doesn't uh, send the message back to drive right. the master mad. He doesn't drive the master mad. The master never becomes an enemy, and he's a friend of of the doctor. And the master would be the companion all this season. Was what I wanted to see. But would the master be the master at this point? Would it be Missy, or would it be a completely different one? Because everything will have changed. Heck, Peter Capaldi might not even be the doctor technically. They could change things that much. Right. I, mean, the, I, I would rather also... see it like because um because of the fear and this like this war that went on that Davros put all his people into tanks. If the da- the Daleks ever happened, I mean whatever war that the Daleks were in to make Davros do that, what if it came to the Time Lords and then the Time Lords actually became the Daleks? And be that hybrid that Davros was right. talking about. Or even worse, or the that fact would... that the what you were saying earlier about um high it with uh what uh, the Doctor Tom Baker was discussing with Davros, if he didn't create the Daleks for everyone to kind of join up to fight against, would there be something worse out there that right. causes the time war necessarily? Or a time war? Well, maybe like you were saying, Hope, like maybe be, maybe the, the, the Daleks and the Time Lords going up against each other was like a buffer to both races, and that mm-hmm. maybe, the, maybe the Time Lords would have become something worse without the Daleks to counteract them. To, mm-hmm. to kind of limit the two. Hmm. But you, since we mentioned it, um, the prophecy? Yeah, uh, the, wh- where did that come from? I have no idea. Um, okay, so I was just, just, just thinking of Yoda. <laughs> oh, yeah, the hybrid there will be. Mm-hmm. Prophecy misread could have been. Davros obviously thinks that the two great warrior races were the um, 
da- the Daleks and the Time Lords. Oh what my gosh, the- please tell me that we're not going back to like Daleks in Manhattan with those awful Daleks. Oh, no, no, no. What I'm thinking is, is it possible that the Doctor's the hybrid and he's the half-human, half-Time Lord still? Oh, do, do you think they'll bring that back? I have no idea. I was going, what if they do go that way? That would be interesting. I feel like they they said that they weren't doing that at all, though. Like, it was a misspeak in the eighth Doctor movie. I know. But it could also be um, the... I'm going back to the Trial of the Time Lord since it was still on. Uh, King Yukarnos and Perry. Those being the two great warrior races. I I know you have no idea who it is, but King Yukarnos was played by Brian Blessed. (laughs) Sorry. It it would be interesting to go... Doctor's alive! Sorry. Sorry. I just... I just want more Brian Blessed in it. I would just love him to come back for no apparent reason. Brian right. Blessed, should, he should be the doctor. That would be cool. He chose that face because it's Brian Blessed's face. That's just all you because. Really <laughs> Sorry, I went back into old doctor again. No, Sorry, no, that's old. fine because that actually, um, for anybody who's a new Whovian listening to it, they need to know these key episodes. If they ever are interested in going back and watching. Well, that is, that is kind of a hard thing to watch that whole season. Yeah. It's it, it's kind of strange. I think a lot of the problems came from it because it wasn't written down anywhere and the guy writing it kind of died. So it, it kind of seems disjointed at points. Watching it the second time, I didn't think it was as bad. That's the one where, in, in the end, the guy that's prosecuting the doctor the whole time is a future incarnation of himself. Yes. Wants to yes. steal his own incarnations. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how it works either. And he's called he's called the Valyard, uh, or I, the Knacker's Yard, or the Scrap yeah. Yard. Or... I think you probably remember us mentioning him in the past oh, on some other shows. Yeah, um, the Great Intelligence mentioned the Valyard as one of the names he had mm-hmm. when mm. they were. Uh, were you and here with it? Yeah, and that was when. Yeah, that was on the Matt Smith one with the Great Intelligence. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, the name of the Doctor. About mm. ten minutes before we were introduced to John Hurt. Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch that. Yeah, I will say my least favorite thing, and if they do it all season long, I'm going to be so upset with it. If the sonic screwdriver is a pair <laughs> of sunglasses, the entire like freaking this. season. Oh my god! I like the sonic sunglasses. I was thinking, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I know. I was waiting for like the lenses to start like flashing green, just like. Bee, 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 bee. Oh my god! That's fine. That's just to indicate it's working. He just puts that on for a light show. The old screwdrivers didn't have any. I'm lights. waiting for him to like rave, like like have his those glowing sunglasses that's like do 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 do. I'm waiting I'm for just, him to I'm, just, I'm kind of hoping that they've done this so that they take away the kind of magic wand of the screwdriver. I will it, agree with that. Uh, the sonic screwdriver has definitely become a clutch in New Who. Um, it's. I, God, it's pretty much the Deus Ex Machina MacGuffin weapon, wep- like, item to get him out of everything. Like, uh, it was, oh, what episode was it? I can't remember if it was Matt Smith or, no, it was Matt Smith, and it's the one with the little girl singing, and there was, like, all these aliens, and, like, Clara was there. Oh, and- he uses it to hold up the, the concrete door? Yes, the- that was so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. But it was all, it happened because it's all based on signed. That's why it was hoping in the first place. Yeah, I do agree. I hope they like move away from the sonic screwdriver as a clutch. I, d- I well, thought it was, 
I, I kind of liked what they uh, did with the sunglasses and him having another way for the um, TARDIS to kind of protect itself. Mm-hmm. Well, he had mentioned that before. That was in the um, the one where they went on the submarine and it disappeared, but it didn't maintain the. F- Remember when they were on the sub and then it, it that's Matt, Matt Matt Smith brought that up and then then it it grouped away yeah, to the nearest land. Yeah, to the nearest land, which was the opposite pole. <laughs> and he had to hit, hitch a ride at the end of the episode to go back to it. So, like, why couldn't he recall it in that, you know, you know plot? It's too far away. He had to be standing exactly where it was in order to get the to get it to reconstitute there. And yeah, I thought that, yeah, that's... But how did the, you know, again, how did the force field stay there? Yeah, okay. Magic! Yeah. Though I do like that we weren't... Actually, I don't think we were ever in the TARDIS at all in either of these episodes. Nope. Like, no. inside it. Now, I, I really like that. That was nice. Is, is there about- a new TARDIS? Do we have a uh-huh. new one inside? I don't think so. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know well, if we're... Are we seeing it in the next episode? Do we know? I didn't, I didn't see anything inside it in the... What do you call it? In the kind of preview, but never know. But yeah. we, I think I may have seen the sunglasses, though. Sorry. We haven't mentioned him chucking... Dar- uh, I almost said Darvos. <laughs> <laughs> That's Davros' oh. brother. <laughs> His illegitimate brother. The red-headed stepchild of the family. <laughs> He's a ginger. <laughs> um, no, when, when he takes it, well, I guess he... Oh, when he takes the chair. I, I, I knew the doctor <laughs> was in the chair. I knew it. I knew yeah. it, you know, because the voice sounded a little different and and and, and everything, but... Um, yeah, when when he's tooling around in in the chair. That was so great. <laughs> he's like, I, was I, know what, I I know what you're I know what you're asking, or I know what you're thinking. Where do you get the cup of tea? <laughs> the answer is, I'm the doctor. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. No, this has nothing to do with the episode. Um, it has to do with BBC America mm-hmm. because uh, that's how I watch my Doctor Who and stuff like that. BBC America has been doing this thing. Do either of you? Well, I know you. Yeah, I mean, not so much. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Bill, I mean, do you, do you watch your Doctor Who on BBC America? I, uh, I got rid of cable, so I'm. Um... <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You watch it on Yar! YouTube, right? I, uh, <laughs> they put the episodes on YouTube, yes? They put uh... the first one on? <laughs> no, but Maybe uh, the second they... one's on too. Maybe. They were like right at the 30 minute mark. And it's so confusing. There, there's not like one of those like stay tuned for the rest of the episode. They just play a ten second scene in the second half of the episode in the middle of a commercial break. What? So I, I, I was so confused because it was they played Missy walking back into like the room of full of Daleks, and she was like, "Trust me, blah blah blah," but it hadn't happened yet, and so it was. And they did it like in the middle of her sentence too. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this isn't freaking Teen Wolf. You don't want to be like, stay tuned for the second half. They just play a 10 second clip in the middle of a commercial break and stay then go tuned. to more commercials. If I've already watched half of a, of a one hour program, why would I leave? Why do you That's need exactly to? That's exactly how I feel. Is, do you really? Th- well, obviously, BBC, the English think, or excuse me, you we know. have no adverts. It's great. No, well, oh, you think. You, lucky bastard. Because they also think... trimmed the episode to fit it for commercial breaks into a 42 minute episode. You guys think that we Americans' attention span is so short that in a half that in an hour program, at the half hour mark, you have to put a reminder: don't go away. We we we. And, it's, we, and they've done it for two weeks now, and it's not even like a stay tuned for the second half or here's a clip from the second half. It's just 
commercial, commercial, 10 second clip with no nothing, commercial, commercial, and uh, That's because we, we went to waddle off to the fridge and we needed a reminder. Come back, come back, fat American. Come hey, back. It's, it's not us putting the adverts in. It's BBC America. Our ones are shown perfectly advert free for now. So it's, it's yours yeah. doing it on your end. But that's just. It was a, fine when just, it left here. Yeah, and they and they they did it last week, and I thought it was just like a weird thing. And then when they did it again this week, I was like, oh god, this is gonna be a season long thing. Please no. You know not to watch it now. Yeah, I need to find some pirates and hang out with them for my Doctor Who episodes because they they still trim it up too for the commercials, so that they always cut out about a two three minutes from the episode. Actually, I don't. There are no pirates involved. We'll talk use, later. Um, Wait, yeah. do you do you use plan? a Doctor Who? To use a whoism, I'll explain it later. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, uh, did you guys have anything else from this episode? Apparently, everyone has already been trained against fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, that's what I was thinking every time they brought up the pointed stick. And oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hope may not get that. Ah, uh, I will send. I will send the link so you will yes. get it. Okay, because I was about to say, like, I I thought I liked the whole stick bit and them fighting over it, but I wasn't sure. I, I don't think it was a reference to that, but it's just, I just kept thinking of it. it. For anyone else who doesn't know, it's a Monty Python reference. Yeah. And oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. He's like, all right. Monty Python. Come at me with a banana. <laughs> a banana? <laughs> what if he's got a pointed, oh, a pointed stick? <laughs> <laughs> okay, come at me with the oh. raspberries. I, I I will say like the the first five minutes of this episode, the second parter, is something that I really dislike about Moffat's writing. Um, where it was Missy explaining how they got out, but it was based on the Doctor's theory, and it had like that like weird little snippet scene. Um, I I don't like when Moffat does that because at least with you know with Russell T Davis, if he was explaining something, it was kind of I don't want to say linear, but I just felt like it was done better. When Moffat, like, explains stuff, I feel like he takes the plot and cuts it up in a puzzle and then, like, throws it in with three other puzzles and mixes the three puzzles together and just drops it all on the ground. I mean, I just, I'd rather, I don't know, I, I just don't like when Moffat, like, throws, like, these random little scenes of other adventures and, and, and I started thinking, yeah, like, did Russell T. Davis ever do that? Like, these, like, random little, like, off scenes of other adventures of the Doctors thrown in the middle of the episodes? I can't remember him ever doing that. I don't think so. And I, I, I'm not sure. I really sometimes it works, but sometimes it really doesn't. Well, the three things I, I actually liked about the first five minutes is one, it could have been any of the doctors. I mean, she just uses Capaldi because he's the current one, and it's easier to get him as an actor. Um, the other ones may or may not be alive, but technically that could have happened to any of them. You can put in your favorite one if you liked it or not. Two. It's kind of, it, I thought it was kind of like the um, end of a serial where everyone has been killed. We saw them die in the last episode and it's, that's the cliffhanger for that week. And then it comes back and no, everyone's fine. And then it explains how I did it. You know, the yeah, old, and, old movie and that's, serials that's and that's really why fun. it was black just... and white. That, that's what I liked about it. And third thing I liked, uh, vampire monkeys. <laughs> yes, that I, was. I, I want to see the rest of this story now. I, the I green eyes that pop up around yeah. boop, 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 boop. And, and that's the problem I have with it. Like, I, it's all these clippets of all these amazing great adventures, but we're never going to get them. But does it matter? You can make up your own story in your mind. I don't know. It's, I just, it you know, sometimes it's done really well and sometimes it bothers me. Like, 
uh, when it when it happened in last night's episode, I was completely fine with it. But then I started thinking, like, you know, I don't recall it, them ever doing that in Russell T. Davies' episodes. And it's just a Moffat thing. And then I started thinking more about it, like, how he did a lot in Matt Smith's season, and it was all these little snippets. And I don't know, I think it's just sometimes it works well, and sometimes I'm just like, but that adventure sounds more better than this one. But overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I did find myself laughing out loud for a lot of it because mm. they some of the things were just funny because of the situation. Some were funny because they were meant to be. <laughs> like Missy shoving Clara down a hole. Twenty eight. Like, <laughs> that was funny. How deep do you think that is? And she's like, and she leans over. Maybe and she she throws something down. Yeah, maybe she throws something down, and she goes boop, and and, and then she's oh about twenty feet after you hear the thud. <laughs> But I, to me, like this was this two-parter has been the best episode in Capaldi's entire run so far. The, that, this little two-parter. It so, went to where I wanted it to go to. Um, I did like at the end that I know I know it's kind of Bill and Teddy in it technically, where he's introduced Mercy after he knows that he's introduced Mercy technically to the Daleks, um, or at least the idea of it to Devros and going back and saving him from all of the hand mines because that was that was essentially where the last episode left off. You didn't know if he was going to kill Devros or if he was going to save him. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was going to save him because that makes sense for this Doctor. He's making up for anything he did wrong, which was to just leave him. He, he wouldn't leave a kid alone. He just did it because it was Devros and he realized that and went back to at least try to help him out. Mm-hmm. And then they walk away into the well. It's not sunset so much as a foggy mist. So mm-hmm. off towards towards the Silent Hills. So that I, I, I like that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so Bill, you weren't you weren't a fan. So are you hoping well, for better things next time? Well, I mean, it's not that I wasn't a fan. It's just that I I thought maybe it the whole didn't season, go where you wanted it to. Yeah, it, yeah. For me, it didn't go where I thought it was going to go to. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not a super fan of the omniscient doctor. That's, yeah. that's the only, you know, yeah. that's like, oh, come on. You know, then, then where's, where's the peril? I'm like, yes, you introduce peril, but we always know that he'll work it out by the end. But then. Because he's Batman. I mean, the doctor. The doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Bat who? So, um, but then again, maybe, uh, ah, I mean, I still like the episode. I just thought it was going to go take me somewhere else. Um, so we don't. So we're not sure. Well, of course, obviously, Missy will get away. Yes. Uh, but but you know, it looked like she was like something did, fell on her. Did we explain how the Doctor beat the Daleks, or did we just imply that he beat them? Where went? Oh, about uh, by him causing every Dalek to regenerate. Oh yeah, that if we didn't make it per- perfectly clear that the catacombs were c- consisted of dead Daleks or, or well, and since Daleks don't actually die because it's programmed in their DNA, they just kind of dissolve into puddles of goo and they're actually what formed the sewers, a- AKA catacombs, AKA graveyard beneath the little citadel. And when all the regeneration energy that Davros was sucking out of the doctor came out, it went into all the Daleks on the planet, and that would be all the Daleks that were underneath the underneath the Citadel, in the catacombs, came to life, and then oozed up, like the blob, up through the ground, and overtook, you know, was cracking the foundations, and causing everything to collapse around them, basically. And so they literally like, beat the shit out of them. Exactly. Pretty much. And then um, Missy, uh, it looked like uh, like a roof fell on her, at, at one point, I think, there at the end. 
I thought she was just standing in the center of the room talking to the Daleks, and then it cut to the yeah, doctor like, and Clara on a hill watching. I wasn't sure. I watched it late last night, so I wasn't positive. Yeah, I watched it late last night and again this morning because... I, yeah, all she yeah. said is, I got a clever idea and it cut. Mm, okay, so yeah, she'll... <clears throat> yeah, I bet she probably hopped into... Maybe she hopped into one of the... the cause the, No, did the Emperor Dalek or the... That was the Supreme? Emperor, Supreme, the, I think it was. Did, did he get smashed or was he still on his little... I think he was know, still on it to be pedestal thing. How does he get up there? Well, you know, they just fly. Oh, they can fly. You know, I thought the same thing, Dave, and that's because we're old Who fans. Because I'm like, how can he get off that? How can he get off that circle? That's so stupid. Oh yeah, that's right. They can levitate. I keep telling myself that they've been flying since I was four. For most of my life, they've been flying. They've been able to do this. Yet I still can't get used to it. I don't understand why they didn't escape the ship and just fly away. I think they were too weirded out by the fact that they were being attacked by... Shit. Pretty much. <laughs> it was so gross and so, like, awesome at the same time. I was like, this is disgusting and great. I love it. Ugh. It was an I'm interesting way to go. It, it was different. But yeah, should we wrap this up then? Yeah, yeah I guess we can should bring our... our someone back, back, Sean? Because I have a question I want to ask uh, everybody. Okay. Sean, come back. Come back, Sean. Come back. Come back Sean. Wait, do I have to say his name three times or is it five times? Sean, Sean, Sean. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Okay. Oh, there oh, we go. And then Come everybody on. died. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. Uh, you can all jump up my ass. Uh, oh, hopefully you didn't hear too much of what we were saying. I didn't spoil anything. No, I. And hopefully it makes sense when you actually do funny. listen to it. See, uh, when you say I'm, jump up your ass, that makes it funny after what we just talked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because he has no idea what we just. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Oh, cool. Well, then it'll all work together perfectly. You, you got to go watch the episode today so you can edit this. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna watch it before I edit it because I don't want to have any spoilers. Thank you guys for actually talking about it. It seemed like you had a pretty good conversation. Uh, you know, I guess I. We'll find out uh, what I, it was. Sean, I do it, have it one question I want to pose to everybody. Okay. Um, so uh, now, after we have this, what do you guys want out of season nine? Like, what storylines are you expecting? Like, what what do you hope happens? Go. I kind of hope that we end up at least seeing some of Gallifrey at some point. You know, I, I would like to go back there and see what, if anything, has changed since the uh, 50th anniversary. Because I think that it was a war zone the last time we saw it. Have they gotten back to kind of more nice things like the dead zone or whatever it was? Uh, wait, that wasn't a nice <laughs> no. place. Sort of, so, sort of the utopian society that Gallifrey Kind of, you know, the kind of pinnacle of what people should aspire to be. Which, I, I don't know if they were ever technically that, but it would be good if they went that way. You know, I think if we do get that, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, let's say the doctor does get back there and everything looks all hunky-dory. I think he'll probably find something underneath the surface yeah. that has gone wrong. And then he'll end up being a renegade on run on the run from his people because they're hunting him. I wonder if that's, that's something like that. Because... might happen. Well, they weren't really – they weren't – I don't think they were hunting him before. They, they, they were kind of – well, yeah, that's true. You know. but, but like full-blown hunting him. Yeah. I mean, before he was just like a nuisance or, you know, well, I mean, geez, they, they elected him president once. Twice. Mm -hmm. Twice. Twice, yeah. Well, but, you know, like, we've done that in America, too, and there's no accounting for taste. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Did I say that out loud? Hey, it works for anyone you don't like. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm hoping that we get, 
I like I said, I want to see Craig Ferguson as a companion. That if we can get that, <laughs> if we can get that, I would be uh, a happy camper. But uh, for for actual things, uh, yeah, I'd like to see more Gallifrey. Uh, I don't think we need to revisit the Cybermen yet, and I don't know if that's yeah. excellent. You know, I'm 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 fine with having Davros back, and you know, finding out whatever happens with this episode. Uh, you know, it, it, I'd like to have more stuff that's not focused necessarily on Earth. Yeah, a lot of last seasons mm-hmm. seem to be them on Earth, and I, I want to see the Doctor be more expansive. I want to see him he can travel anywhere in time and space. Go to different planets. Go to different time periods, you know. I'd, I'd like to see that happen. Maybe it'll help with Clara leaving, because, I mean, she's Earth-based. Mm-hmm. The rest of the companions, well, before Amy as well, they were all kind of living in the TARDIS with him. Yeah, the have, yeah. Have, have more, you know, maybe a, a companion who's not Earth-based. Maybe a companion, you know, I don't want to I don't want to see Adric again, but you know, maybe a companion who's not Terran. That'd be interesting. Well, you mm-hmm. know what they say, Earth girls are easy. So. Oh, <laughs> thanks, honey. <laughs> Hope? Um, I... Well, I like I'm excited about Clara leaving, but I just hope it's done well. Um, I'm intrigued that River Song is coming back. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, River something. Song's coming back, and it's like, Christmas special. Something I think so. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Christmas. Yeah, so I'm really intrigued by that, but I'm not quite sure. And if I had to pick an old companion to come back, I actually have been really super wanting Jack to come back, just because I think. Capaldi's oh, doctor yeah. wouldn't put up with Jack's antics, and Jack would just be like, "Well, you aged like fine wine." <laughs> <laughs> like, I really super want Jack to come back just to see, even just for an episode, just to see him with Capaldi. Like, I think I I've been wanting that for a while now. Um, but overall, I, I I would like to see Galfrey come back too. I mean, as a new Whovian, like we've caught these like little glimpses, but someone like me like doesn't know Galfrey. Like, actually. To me, they seem really evil. You know, they've always oh, yeah. been on the opposite side of the doctor, and I, I don't want Gallifrey to be evil. And but they just always seem like antagonists at all times in my mind. I wouldn't necessarily put the Gallifreyans as evil, more as bureaucratic. They're they're yeah. they're sort of a representation of you know the overarching power. They're not necessarily like the greater good. So sometimes things have to happen for the greater good to be withheld. Yeah. It, they're not necessarily and, evil, but they're they are powerful. And sometimes they also try to not interfere, which is why they dislike the Doctor because he interferes mm-hmm. all Jeez. the time. Well, Jeez. the thing is, that's the problem. Like, I don't get that as a new Whovian because in season four they were against the Doctor when they came back. You know, they were. I mean, they've always been on the opposite side of the Doctor, so they seem to me in my mind like bad guys as a new Whovian. The one so exception. I, would be the 50th anniversary. That's the only time where they haven't really been against him in the new stuff. They've just been kind of there. They, they haven't really interacted with him. He just kind of saved them. Mm-hmm. They were just discussing it. They, they weren't attacking him. They weren't kind of saying, oh, we need to stop him uh, or anything like that. But no, no one really interacted except when he kind of Skyped them, mm-hmm. you know, to let them know what he was doing. Yeah. So, like, in my mind, I would, I would like the Gallifreyans to come back just because I, I want to see them properly, you know? Hmm. Would well, be yeah. nice to see. If if the Daleks can come back and Scarrow can come back, then the Gallifreyans should easily be able to come back as well. How many times has Scarrow been destroyed now? Uh, good lord, they were destroyed at, re- at the end of Remembrance of the Daleks. Were they destroyed in Genesis? 
No, no. No, no, um, because Genesis ends. Do you want me to tell you how it ends? Surprisingly, everyone survives. Davros gets gets trapped in with all of the Daleks for like a couple of centuries. It's it's been a while. And uh, the doctor... He doesn't die. The doctor goes back and I guess he gets the tape of um, all his... um, the history of the Daleks so that they don't have that knowledge. They lose that knowledge. (laughs) uh, But the whole thing of him... (laughs) The whole thing of, of, of him going on that on that mission was a mission for yeah for the time, for the time lords. lords because that was how he was finally going to get back access to the TARDIS because at this time he had been stripped of the knowledge of being able to work the TARDIS to travel that was back in the John Pertree which is why they had the whole earth based adventures with him there I thought and, I thought he had solved it by that point because at this point he would traveled to the Ark and they'd been no, down no, to planet they, they were using uh, I think he was using a transmat was how they they did the thing. Yeah, yeah but they he traveled through time to the Ark in the first place. Mm. That was how he got there, and um, the he, he gets I it th- back and working before um, before but he I starts thought, traveling with Sarah Jean I, as Tom Baker. Well, because they had the transmat and they went up, they were on the Ark, then they went I, down. I don't know. That was I, th- that, I think he he lost the TARDIS somewhere. The TARDIS was parked somewhere else, and he needed to go get something on this planet, or there was a distress call. So he went down to the planet, and then. Well, I think he fights it? some Suntarans, and then he runs into the Time Lord guy who says, Hey, um, you can get your TARDIS back. Uh, it's it's up oh, there. Okay. We're borrowing it for now. Uh, we need you to go on this mission. So when did he get the knowledge back? Did Was it in he, the Pertwee time? It's literally the end of the Pertwee stuff. It's Planet of the Spiders. Oh, I that's think right. He goes and gets the magic crystal that will allow him to get the TARDIS working again. Mm. And then Med- he ends up getting made dead. Med- Metabilius 3, right? That's the one. Yeah. So. You have no idea what we're talking about, Hope, hopefully. No, no, I'm learning. Uh, but we I, I kind of don't want to spoil stuff for you. Mm. Okay. If if- I won't. It's so, it's 50 years of history, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to remember all of it, so. <laughs> but, um, so, right, for this season, I, um, oh, wait, wait, wait. You guys have mentioned a River Song before. Did we ever see River get her screwdriver that she's supposed to have? Yes, technically, I think it was in one of... Was it in one of the things? Um, he gave it to her as a gift in one of the kind of um, shorts, I think. Oh, where okay. Her. I think that happens in there. Because um, I was wondering if maybe this, her coming back, would be Capaldi giving her the screwdriver she has when she meets Tenet. No, nah, because mm. I think this is her coming back after the library. Oh, okay. Oh, really? That's, that's what I, that's what I've been getting, but um, I can't be sure because I think Matt Smith, the last time he sees her, is him that he takes her out for a couple of kind of dates, uh, pretty much to oh, essentially yeah. say goodbye yeah. because he knows she's getting towards the end of her life. Essentially, yeah, because like her last time was his first time, and his his last time is. Her, like they they were on the opposite paths or something, so I, I didn't know that. So River Song coming back is supposed to be after um, I, uh, I assume so. Library I of the Dead. I could be wrong. Oh, uh, I say that's interesting. I was like, how did she survive? Well, maybe well, he just goes into the library, into the computer sim sim. And well, she does say possible. like she does say um, in in her like, you know she's met all of his faces throughout time and stuff like that. Yeah. So this could just be it, like just anything. before that. Mm. But before before any of the before him giving her the screwdriver, like I said, I'm pretty sure she mentions that um, he gave the screwdriver to her the last time, and I think we saw that. But it, it's time travel. He she could meet all of them at some point or mm. another. Yeah. 
Well, as for what might happen this season, I don't really have any direct... I mean, I would like to see maybe a male companion for a change. Yes. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little more off Driver guy? stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I really... I don't want to admit... Like, I loved Rory, but I kind of wish there was more like Rory by himself. Like, I really enjoy male companions a lot. So much. Well, Rory's now a time... Uh, he's a time lord on his own in a different way. Yeah, and it's like... a time legend. master. Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, but I you get to run into Captain Jack. I know. <laughs> well, I whatever happens this season, I'm sure I'll enjoy it, and I would like to see maybe why if we find out some more information as to why he chose the face he has, and yeah. maybe just get getting back to that whole little mystery. They did say that they would probably address it this season, um, like why he looked like the Roman guy and why he also looked like his character in Torchwood. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that that is something that will be addressed this season. Mr. Frobisher. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see them reference Torchwood again. You know, the actual Torchwood that we had, as opposed to the slightly dodgy organization. You know, the Captain Jack run one. one. Mm-hmm. I would like mm-hmm. to see them at least establish whether or not that weird people not dying thing happened. Because that's something that's never mentioned in Doctor Who, ever. <laughs> what? Is, is that an alt- did you see Torchwood Children? What? No, it wasn't Children. Uh, Miracle Day. Miracle Day. I didn't see Miracle Day because I just after, watched that on. After Yonto died, I was like, okay, I'm very much done with Torchwood. Yeah. I just yeah. I just watched that about a month ago. The the whole series through. It's good at points. Some points are weird, and it goes some interesting places. But but see, you... I like Jack, but I hate Gwen, so I couldn't ah, sit just Jack. Don't and bother. Gwen. Uh, it's Jack and Gwen. And Gwen's husband, at point. Do you like the husband? <laughs> and and there's a whole group of uh, new American people who are helping too. Mm. Yeah, and they're well. Never mind. I won't. Never mind. I can't mention that. That's a spoiler. If you ever do watch it, hope. I'm good. Yeah. I'm not gonna ever watch it. Well, Jack, Captain Jack may have a companion. Yay! Is it Gwen? No. Yay! Because <laughs> because something happens there. Basically, there's a blood transfusion and. This other guy now seems to have Jack's uh, oops, spoilers. Uh, I guess if anybody hasn't watched it, um, he can rege- he, he gets shot at the end and he poof, comes back and he looks at Jack and goes, "What did you do to me?" And that's the end of the series. So, so he he has a new best friend. Yeah, to become another giant. Oh, you got my best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we hope you get, you know, if we're, are we pretty much done with this? Thank you guys for taking on, uh, I'm assuming you kept it moderately coherent for the second half of the episode? Moderately no. coherent. No. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, thankfully, I'm not on there, so that's uh, 50% less of me that you'll be having here, so that's oh, always a good thing. Sean, you are, I, you do so much, like, you, don't say that, but like, you're really awesome, you get us all together, you do all the editing, like, high five and applause to you, I mean. One of, Sean, one of Sean, the worst Sean. things that happened recently is that one of the best podcasts I've listened to ever has finished up, and I am referencing your show, oh. just so you know. Sean, uh, Paul, Paul's not here, man. Lift yourself up, buddy. Uh, it's it's hard to do it. I, I can't I can't do anything without the specter of Paul around me. But thank you guys for coming on the show. It's great getting to talk to you. I'm certain we'll talk again. Uh, now that that show, that day of reference, is is over and done with, I've got more free time on my hands. So expect more Who True Freaks coming out at a bit more regular intervals. There won't be like a six month gap between them. And 
Thank you all for downloading and listening. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Who True Freaks. Bye, everyone. Hey, Bye. what about uh, Calorie Find Us? Oh, uh, you want to find us? <laughs> we are, of course, on the Two True Freaks <laughs> Network. You can find us at twotruefreaks.com. <laughs> it's home to, uh, you know, literally dozens of incredible podcasts, which, uh, happen to have many people who are on this episode. Go check it out at twotruefreaks.com. And do we want to go ahead and plug our shows or do we want to just head out? I'm, I'm good. I just want to make sure people knew where to find us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Surely they um, would know if they're already listening. I know. Right. Let's That's hope so. Yeah. Uh, not why. Uh, like uh, iTunes pulls up the second shows, uh, the different shows depending on their categories. That's true. Really? Yeah. All right. I well, don't use iTunes that much for us. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and I'm not certain if I think this has its own. So um, yeah, it has its own mm. separate feed on iTunes. So if you want to leave us a review, because you know we are the greatest Doctor Who uh, podcast on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we're the greatest Doctor Who podcast that comes every six months. We are the greatest Doctor Who podcast on the two. That True we're Freaks on. Website. We're yeah. the greatest. Yeah. Sem- we're the greatest semi-annual Doctor Who podcast you will hear. Yeah. Today. There we go. That's it. <laughs> All right. And with that, everyone have a good rest of the week. We'll see you later. Bye. 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 Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show... Please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Well, thank you guys for taking the lead on doing the second episode. I uh, again, sorry if it is incoherent at points. We we did we we didn't follow through the episode step by step. We, yeah, we started talking about it and then started talking about what we enjoyed. That's we didn't fine. The first episode step by step. Yeah, we we kind of yeah, that uh, it, basically we kept up what we were doing with the first one. That's fine. I, I these shows don't have to be as 
formatted. Structured, yeah, formatted as uh, the other shows. Like like the Prophets show that I do, it's, you know, jabber, jibber-jabber, synopsis, talk about the show, emails. This one is just sort of freeform, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Do we have emails? Actually, shit, we did have an email. We had one from Chris Franklin. Let me see if I can pull it up. Oh, we, 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 we could edit it out and put it in before we start saying bye. Would that uh, be okay? We want to do uh, it. If it's anything we got an related. email? Yeah. I like set a review up, what, email? What, yes, I set up an email address for the show. Well, oh, actually, cool. I didn't set up an email address. Um, oh, who was it? Debbie Blaine Dollar did. And <laughs> he was like, you guys don't have an email address, so here we are. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so hmm. if you want to, we'll, you know, uh, we'll just start this. Hey, by the way, sort of, you know, interesting here, we actually have a an, e- an email for who People Freaks. love us! Oh. Yay! One person loved us! Yes. Yay! It, well, and that's surprising, because we haven't had a show for, like we said, half, half of the year. Um, this one comes from Chris Mounts, uh, and he writes in with the email entitled, How Do You Make a Great Show Better?, and he uh, says, how do you make a great show better? Well, you add some Jack and Eddie, obviously referencing the uh, last episode that we did about uh, the Colin Baker show, Vengeance on Baros, which I'm certain everyone loved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I enjoyed it. The episode was great. Yeah. I love you guys, everyone in the sport. Yep, there you go. Uh, he says, uh, loving the show, uh, we, can we get more some more rotating British co-host? Well, we've got Dave here, that's cool. Uh, he says, Sec- sexy Stephen Lacey, lovely Andrew Leyland, or even David Walker. Well, David Walker is here, even if he has the fez, come on. Uh, or maybe some sort of timey-wimey crossover with the boys from Bigger on the Inside podcast, or Grand Hobnob himself, Jim Moon. Hmm, I've never thought about reaching out to those guys. And he says, while we're on the subject, is there uh, the awesome Hope Mullinax? Well, obviously you'll be hearing Hope on this show. Uh, he says, I love the interplay of Tom and Shag. Unfortunately, they couldn't make it this time. The sparks uh, spill over into my irredeemable DJ slash fiction. Oh, my. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chris says, ta-ta for now, Chris Mounts. So thank you, Chris, for writing in. Thank you for being, like, the first person to write in to the uh, Hoocher Freaks uh, email. And we'll uh, try and get what? more... Yes, go ahead, Hope. What is the email in case other people want to write in? Uh, actually, the email address is very simple. It's whotruefreaks at gmail.com. That's whotruefreaks at gmail.com. Write in if you have uh, something interesting to say about the show or if you were glad that Sean was uh, absent for 50% of it. That helps as well. You can also review us on iTunes or uh, rate our show because that helps people find us. Yes, we would love you guys to do that. But again, th- thank you, Chris, for writing in. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I love you. Sorry I was late. I had an incident here with Alvin. <laughs> As always. Well, I had to feed him and just kind of picture, like, like, just in your mind, picture like you're watching an 80s horror movie. Yeah. And it's the 40-year-old, well, the 46-year-old stumbling fat man who somehow has a pimple under his armpit this morning, which really hurts, uh, goes out to feed the screaming cat and as he and he's stumbling to find a can of cat food and he finds one can of cat food and he has to go and he, and he goes and the t- pop top is missing off of it. So that's, well, I guess that wouldn't be the 80s because he didn't have those then. But anyway, so that, so then I have to fumble around and I almost drop a case of cat food on my foot. And I finally, I'm like, all right, and, he, and, and the whole time he's going, rawr, 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 rawr. so I finally get the can of cat food. I'm like, will you shut up? And I grip it with too much enthusiasm and I pull the top back, and when I do all the cat 
juice just flings right in my face. <laughs> Is that why you've got the goggles on? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was like, it's like, oh my god! And then I just pictured myself in an eighty heart, you know. As like blood, it just going across my face. Hey, I'm disappointed in that story because you prefaced the entire story with a big pimple. So I was like, did he slice off his pimple? Oh, no, 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 no. Ah. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I was like, this is gonna be really gross ending. But then I had to go and wash my face because I had all the cat food juice all over my mm, face. Delicious. Yes, yeah, so and the cat's like, I love you. <laughs> Let me kiss you. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> and and this has been real life with Doctor Bill Robinson. Yeah. <laughs>